0: Welcome everyone, this is the DFS Bum. Alright, Thursday night showdown, we have Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers here. So let's get into this game. If you have not yet subscribed to the channel, please go ahead and do so. I'd very much appreciate that. Alright guys, let's start off here with the quarterbacks and we'll just kind of talk about the, the overall defensive matchup here as well. So we have Matt Ryan and Teddy Bridgewater overall defense here uh, Ryan probably a little bit tougher against the Panthers their defense overall is ranked 12th from a fantasy standpoint Against opposing quarterbacks are very tough. They're fifth and then we have opposite story for Teddy Bridgewater here Excuse me He is have has the best matchup going against the Falcons. They're the worst rated pass defense in the NFL from a fantasy standpoint, also against opposing quarterbacks. So with the year, we have Ryan coming in here, averaging 19 points. The last five games, he's had 16, 32, 8, 12, and 12. So I really don't know what Matt Ryan we're going to get here. I mean, he, he just struggled against the Detroit Lions last week. And that's the Lions. Um, the Lions have been playing a little bit better defense, but hey, man, at the end of the day, it's the freaking Lions. And he only threw up sixteen uh, fantasy points against them, and we have a tougher matchup now. So I'm not really sure how excited I am about him. Price tag is fourteen thousand five hundred on Fanduel. He's seventeen hundred less on DraftKings. I'm sure I'll have him in some of my MVP spots, but again, um. It's just hard to be excited about him given that it's going to be a tougher matchup. Now with Bridgewater here, on the other hand, he's 13500 on FanDuel, 900 less on DraftKings, so a little bit cheaper. With him, he's been averaging about 18 points for the year. His last five games, he's had 19 points, 11, 21, 27, and 15. So that's another guy that I guess with the matchup, um, you think that uh, that probably bodes well for him. Something here, too, I should point out, uh, and we'll go back and look at Ryan here in a second. Um, the last time that Bridgewater played against Atlanta, um, normally it would show the last five times, but for him, apparently he's only played them once in his career. And he had 21 points, so I'm not really sure when that was. But let's go and jump at Ryan. So last time Ryan has played Carolina, we can go back eight points, 21, and 16 so, I don't can't remember if they play them yet this year, but they are in that same division, so you can see historically, uh, you know where how he's done with them at least for the last three three outings there. So, you know, with them, um, like I say, um, as far as their MVP, um, I'm not sure how excited I am with Ryan versus uh, Bridgewater. But even with Bridgewater, I'm not necessarily expecting him to light the world on fire per se. It'll probably come down to one of their pass catchers, I'd imagine, in that MVP spot. Or when we get to the running backs, we'll talk about those, too, and potentially Christian McCaffrey coming back or not. So, all right, let's just jump over here right now since we're talking about the quarterbacks. We'll just go right into the receivers and the tight ends, and I'll circle back with the running backs. So, from receiver standpoint, we have... Here, guys. Uh, let's just we'll talk about the matchup, I suppose, real quick. So we already kind of talked about the overall uh, matchup, and of course, that's going to favor the Carolina receivers. Now, individually, um, Carolina is very tough against the receivers as well, along with the quarterback, which I suppose makes sense. They're fourth ranked overall. Whereas uh, if we jump on the other side of the ball, Atlanta really struggles there. They're twenty-eighth in that position uh rating versus uh them and if you guys are curious i'm working off a draft dashboard here if you ever want to try it out it's an awesome research tool it's got lineup builders on it and whatnot well, lineup optimizers and uh you can go in there and you can try it out for a buck for just a month so it's pretty good after a couple weeks you're gonna know whether you like it or not so it's a, uh, uh, especially the amount of money that we put up uh, i think it's pretty good uh, use of a dollar if you've not yet tried this out so all right getting back here with ridley he's fourteen thousand on fanduel 13,000 on DraftKings. He's been averaging 17 points for the year. Targets nine. Uh, nine. So we really like that. You can see he's out there in the field. 79% of the stats usage rate is 17%. So that's a guy there that you could definitely see him coming into the MVP spot. Um, I would like him compared to at least Ryan and the pass catchers because they're cheaper than Ryan. And we've got the 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 salary multiplier that we have to also take in mind in DraftKings where on FanDuel we're really just looking more for the raw points. But Ridley obviously um, is just a hell of a player. Pretty damn consistent too. If we go back here, his games, uh, the last four games, it looks like I think maybe the fourth game back he didn't play. So these last, last four times he did play, points 15, 16, 18, and then 14. Against Carolina, 18, 16, and 24. So, again, that's a guy that I would definitely consider for that MVP spot, but just potentially because, like you say, I mean, he's just all the targets that he has. That is one guy that did pretty decent against Detroit the other day. All right, then from there, let's sort these guys by their salary. So coming in right behind them, we have Julio Jones. He's 13000 on FanDuel, 1300 less on DraftKings. He's been averaging about 14 points for the year, about eight targets. On the field, 72% of the time. Usage rate is 15%. So it's kind of funny just because Julio Jones is such a such a damn good player, but it's it's kind of like Ridley's probably you know got the point where he surpassed him. Last couple games out, Julio had 14, 30, didn't play, had five, and didn't play. Like last time he's played against Carolina, last two games, 9 and 12 there. So that's a guy there between the two of them. I'm sure I'll throw them into my MVP's spots, um, probably them, you know, Robbie Anderson, maybe some DJ Moore in there. You know, like I mentioned, McCaffrey, of course, if he does play. But these guys right there, I think, have got as good a chance as any. Just obviously the potential for big plays, even though they do have a tougher matchup uh, there. So, okay, now going down here. And we might as well just round out the Atlanta receivers. So their slot guy, essentially, is going to be Russell Gage. He's only 7,500 on FanDuel, 1,400 less on DraftKings. So, he's going to be coming in there at uh, what are we going to be, 6,100 there. Points for the year, about eight points, six targets. Looks like he is banged up a little bit, as well as Julio Jones. So, just keep an eye on that, uh, questionable wise. Uh, as of now, I'd expect both of them to play, but that's what this shading means here. Um, so, again, obviously, we mentioned he's a tougher matchup, but price tag wise, you're going to have to buy down somewhere. So, he's probably fairly decent area to potentially buy down in. He's on the field for 57% of the snaps. Usage rate is 15% when he's out there. And like I say, it's like targets. That's pretty decent, like six targets a game. I mean, especially for your third guy. Um, I think Atlanta has been leading the league in passing overall. It is, you know, probably because of the, they're getting their ass kicked. Um, so you could maybe see there just being a lot of potential passing yards in there as well. And then from there, some other guys with Atlanta. Um, Zacchaeus here you know, I don't know about him. Now he is $6,000. So from that standpoint, as far as buying down for somebody, he's probably, um, is probably maybe the best option, uh, that you might have potentially here because with him, he's targeted three times a game. His points are only about three points a game, but he's out there for 43% of the snaps and his usage rate is 10%. So really that's kind of what I'm looking for when I'm buying down on these guys is really who's out there at least just to you know first of all who's out in the damn field right and then from there go in and look at the usage rate and it is Boomer bust so if it's like a cash lineup or you don't do a whole lot of lineups i don't know if i would chase down a guy like that but if you're somebody like me that does a lot of lineups and you do want to go in there and get some low price guys so you can buy up on some other guys i do think that that is a great place to go and i say it time and time again it's just going to take one play Guy get you a cheap guy like that can get you nine ten points like that and you'll see it in the winning lineup like all the time. Um, that that shit like that happens. You see that on the tight end position like the second or third string tight end it seems like. Um, and we'll talk about those in a little bit. So other guys with Atlanta, you know, I don't know with uh, potentially with Christian Blake there. He's only out in the field for fifteen percent of the snaps. Targets only one. He's fifty five hundred so. You know, I don't know, like you know, it's like that extra or that five hundred dollars you're gaining by playing him versus uh Zakias here. Uh, you know, unless it's just unless you absolutely needed that to fit in there, I probably would shy away from him. Other guy too, Brandon Powell. He's only five thousand, but th- same thing with him. Uh, speaking of lines, he used to play at Lions, more of a slot type guy, but he's only on the p- field fourteen percent of the time. You know, both those guys about nine to ten percent usage rate. Target's only 1% or one one, one a game though. So not really excited about that. All right, now let's go here and look at the Carolina guys. So here we've got some very intriguing options. Uh, DJ Moore is coming in for the year, averaging almost 13 points, coming off a 23-point game. He's only 11,000 on FanDuel, 10,200 on DraftKings. Matchup here, just great matchup. For Him last five games 23 points, 12, 17, 7, and 8. So, relatively consistent, about seven and a half targets for the year. So, we like that. He's out there 85% of the snaps, usage rate 14%. So, hell yeah, definitely a guy. And whether he's not even your MVP lineup, um, you know, these guys in these mid tier pricing, or I suppose maybe like low, low or mid to upper tier pricing. Yeah, I could see, you know, two out of these three receivers probably potentially being in that winning lineup just because the matchup is so favorable. Now, with Robbie Anderson, yeah, he left, uh, had some good years at New Jersey, kind of came over here relatively with a little fan, fanfare to the switch over, and he's been having a hell of a year. He'd started off with some monster games, a little bit more back down the earth. The last five weeks, he's been 10-10, 16-14, 10, and 8. For the year, about 8.5 targets, 13 points has been averaging. Again, like I say, just a phenomenal matchup for him. So you like his potential. And as you'd seen was the first two games, he's he just had some monster games there. So, and that's been throughout his career as well. So he's definitely that guy that could go deep to get a couple of deep plays for him. The next thing you know, the guy's uh, the leading scorer and your MVP candidate. With him, his snap count is 76%. Usage rate is 18%. So he's out in the field a lot as well. I know he's out there, he's involved. So we like all that. Now we get down to their third receiver. We have Curtis Samuel. And he's another guy. He's 8,000. So, you know, between both of those guys, um, you know, you could probably see, you know, and it might be in some lineups when you're building, maybe it works out where you've got a salary slot. And if you do a fair amount of lineups and, you know, and it can fit in there, maybe you work those guys in and out between Samuel and Gage with the idea one of those little slot guys is going to end up having a decent night. Um, with Samuel, he's only 8,000 on FanDuel. He is 70 or 50... 5,600, or no, excuse me, 6,600 on DraftKings. For the year, about five targets, about eight points. He's on the field about two-thirds of the time, 63%. Usage rate's 19%, so you definitely like that. So he's definitely involved. Him, his games, uh, 14 points, last game out. Then it looks like he didn't play, 9, 6, and 7. And uh, let me go back, to look look at these guys uh, against Atlanta. So Moore, 17, 10, and 14 Robbie Anderson 16 times, uh, 16 points. again that'd be a different team. Uh, here, Samuel, nine, five and five. So it gives you an idea. It's not like no one's really had a monster game per site uh, with those guys, but uh, obviously um, you know, they're capable of having big big nights. So from here going down, and you know, if we're gonna try to buy down in some of this cheaper area with any of the other Carolina guys, I do feel we we're, we're have somewhat slim pickings here. Like Cooper, uh Amy's five thousand, but he's only out there thirteen percent of the snaps. He, he's only had been like targeted once the last three weeks. Zilstra, basically same thing. He's only out there six percent of the snaps. If you were gonna buy down Roberts, probably potentially, I suppose. He's out there for twenty one percent of the snaps, but he's not even averaging a target a game. He hasn't had a target the last three weeks. So like I say, if you did really want to buy down with all those guys, um, it would probably be Zacchaeus out of uh, the cheaper options here that, that I'm seeing that's got the most likely to come out and do something. All right, let's go here to tight ends. So we have, let's see, you're sorted by the salary. So Hayden Hurst, pretty good salad year. He came over, where was he at? Was he? want to say he was with the Ravens uh, in the past there, but. Austin Hooper uh, obviously left. I was talking to a buddy the other day like that. He went to Cleveland, uh, you know, from from fantasy standpoint. That certainly didn't work out from him. You know, he probably got paid so financially. I'm sure he's happy about it. But but yeah, Hooper was a pretty solid uh, tight end for Atlanta. So no longer there. But Hurst, I think, has done relatively decent. I mean, he's getting five and a half targets a game, uh, almost you know eight and a half nine points. Salary wise, ninety five hundred. So he's kind of in that. Now we're starting to get in that mid tier, so you like that? He's out on the field, 73% of snaps. Usage rate is 10%. It's pretty solid for a tight end for that someone that plays that often. Uh, like I say, 9,500 on FanDuel, 1,700 less on DraftKings. <laughs> Excuse me. Matchup is a little bit tighter, uh, a little bit tougher for him. The Panthers are 10th overall against tight ends, but like I say, I mean he's out there and he's contributing. I wouldn't necessarily consider him for like the MVP or anything like that, but if we go out here. And look at his points, 10, 14, two, seven, and seven. So if he gets you something around, again, 10 points, you know, 10, 14 points, and you're paying 9,500 for them, chances are that you're gonna find that type of salary and that type of score in the winning lineup, the top one, which I think is something um, that, uh, I don't know, that's in my mindset on here, it's uh, is that we're gonna to try to win the thing, you know, uh, especially when we're doing a fair amount of entries. So, all right, from here then, we really drop off at the tight ends and like i mentioned this is where i typically see some of the cheaper guys that come into play as far as be able to to come in there and maybe maybe uh get you a a couple points or a touchdown or something and like i mentioned you see it happen all the time in the goal line type situations um where it's short and goal and they might do a play action pass and they end up throwing it to that second or third tight end that's out there or uh, maybe a fullback. An occasion you see, like you see, like that six offensive linemen come in and then you know make themselves an eligible receiver. So at an occasion he goes to the fucking tackle, which is I guess we don't have to worry about tackles, thank God, and put him in our lineup. But all right. So with these guys, Ian Thomas with Carolina, he's out there sixty-four percent of the snaps. So from there, that's good. Now his usage rate is only four percent. So that of course is the bad. That's why it's fifty-five hundred. Fan, it was 2,000 left on drafting, so he's super cheap there. Matchup wise, though, uh, both of those guys that's something that, uh, another thing that Atlanta's just horrible at. You know, Hawkinson the other day had a big game with Detroit, caught that winning touchdown, and that was a fucked up game. If you guys saw that, girly accidentally (laughs) scored a touchdown, and it's like that's like the shit that only the Lions would win a game like that. Um, normally they lose games like that, it seems like, but uh, anyhow. So with him now on the bad side with Thomas here, his target's only 1.7 and only two points for the, for the years, what he's averaging. Last game's out 2, 1, 0, 8, and 1. So it's kind of like that that eight-point game, something like that. It's probably what happened. I wouldn't be surprised if he got a touchdown on that. And they're like the five-yard line. He got half a point for the catch, you know, half a point for five yards and like six points for the TD um, or, or whatever. Um, I guess it would be a little bit more than that if he had eight. Uh, but something like that, for example, is probably what happened. Probably didn't have that many catches. Probably snuck in touch touchdown. You got this Chris uh, Monerts here. He's 5,000 on Fanduel. With him, he's out there 54% of the time. But his touch rate goes down even more, only 2%, only 0. 0.7 targets. So, you know, outside of that, I, I'm just not really excited about him. Um, you know, and honestly, any of these guys, like, you're not really, like, banking on them. Um, and so, I like I say, you know, back when with the receivers, is I wouldn't use any of those guys in, like, a cash lineup, per se, if I was just doing a handful of lines, It's probably not worth chasing them down. Um, but he's out in the field, like I say. Uh, other guy, potentially, on Atlanta would be Stalker. He's out there for 41% of the snaps. So he's out there quite a bit. But, again, his usage rate is only 2%. And he's got a .6% target so so again like all those guys um, really the benefit I guess on them is if you're making a lot of lineups as they usually are low owned so if you do have them in that winning lineup there's less chance to have that big tie which can happen at times on these showdown slates all right running backs so the million dollar question here is all about McCaffrey and uh, as of now they don't have them listed on here for whatever reason Um, hmm, interesting they're saying though um, that they're expected, they expect that he might come off of the IR. His pricing, let's see here, real quick, it was sixteen thousand five hundred FanDuel, and I don't have DraftKings handy. But you know he's going to be expensive if he does play. If he does play, he's obviously a guy that you could consider um, for that MVP spot. Now with them, that is one thing Atlanta. I suppose is fairly decent at compared to all the other aspects of their defense is the run. They're 14th against the against running backs, so they're pretty good there. Whereas that is flip flop that that seems to be something where Carolina struggles with um, compared to like how well they're doing with all those other ones. They're 28th in there. So McCaffrey obviously can come into play if he's playing, particularly that MVP spot. He is pretty damn expensive kind of surprised he's that expensive right out the gate uh coming off from injury so you know you'll look at that and i'm a few days out it's tuesday afternoon right now so i think the ir i think it's like wednesday at four or something like that there's a certain deadline i know where they needed to make that decision and it will be like say well in advance before like you know i think it's 90 minutes they're supposed to come out with who's active inactive so so you'll have some time um to definitely work around the i suppose um like plenty of time without having to wait any last minute like bullshit or editing lineups and things like that so again if he plays he's obviously a guy just amazing player you're going to consider him now uh, in in here's the thing if he does play they're saying mike davis is still going to play and be involved but at fifteen thousand, that's really kind of like the question it's like if mccaffrey does play you know with davis there like um boy, you know, he's just so expensive from that standpoint. And in with Davis, he's, yeah, I mentioned, like I say, he's 15000 on FanDuel, 1700 less on DraftKings. If you look at his uh, snap rate, it's 60% when he's been playing. Usage rate is 42%, so just phenomenal. He's been carrying the ball about 10 times a game, six targets, averaging 13 points. For him, his points, he did have a little bit of a stinker last week, but... Going back five games, 6, 11, 25, 20, and 19. So definitely a guy that has got uh, potential. Now we have Gurley coming in here. He's 12,000 on FanDuel, 600 less on DraftKings. Like I mentioned, phenomenal matchup. He's been averaging about 15 points for the year. Targets almost three, carries about 17. He's out in the field 57% of the time, usage rate's 49%. You know, I don't know. Would, would you consider him for MVP? I don't know. I mean, I might throw him in some lineups. Really, more based on the matchup. Um, With him, last time he played Carolina, he had 23 points. Before that, 11. Of course, he was a Ram then, so hard to say how relevant that might be for him. But he's obviously he's a guy guy that definitely put in lineups, right? And for 12,000, he's pretty priced fairly decently for his potential uh, for production. And then from there, his backup is Brian Hill. He's coming at 7,000 on Fanduel. 5,800 on DraftKings. He's out there 26% of the time when he's out there, 40% usage rate. But averaged about five points for the year. Targets about two. Carries about five a game. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you know, um, he could sneak in a touchdown for sure, something like that. But it's hard to get really too excited about him. And then outside of that, any of the cheaper guys, you know, Edo Smith doesn't look like he's really played that much the last couple games. Um, he's at 6500 but that may maybe be a guy if you wanted to buy down low. Um, i just kind of sitting there looking at uh, who else here. You know, Allison, I don't know. He, he's he's really in there. Eh, I, I wouldn't mess around with him. Uh, really, and these other guys probably wouldn't fuck around with them. And then going back here, let's just sit there. Who had been getting in... Uh, outside of Davis. Uh, This Trenton Cannon guy, he's only out there 4% of the snaps. So, me, don't really like him. Maybe uh, Arma. It looked like he would out there 15% of the snaps. But again, you know, I don't really like those guys. So, I'd probably, my player pool, it'll probably, you know, if McCaffrey plays, obviously he'll he'll be in there. But, you know, it'll probably just be these three guys. I think I'm just going to fade all these other guys. I just don't really see them having that much of potential. Whereas, um, like usually... If I'm going to go for that low price guy, I like to take in uh, like a, one of those receivers or a tight end. Um, all right, kicker wise, um, hey, both of them. Now, who Koo here is average, almost 12 points, you know, 11.5 for the year, and Sly about 10. So, I'm not suggesting these guys could be in the MVP spot, but you could definitely see them uh, being uh, in the winning lineup for sure. Again, you know, when you're getting guys that are priced around you know, 75 to, you know, 9,500 or 10 grand. They go out there, give you like, you know, 12 points or something like that. You're going to be real happy with that. Just getting that production out of that price tag there. So, all right, guys, that is pretty much it. Hope you go out and kick some ass here Thursday night. And like I mentioned, if you're not yet subscribed to the channel, please do so. We'd definitely appreciate that. All right, guys, good luck, and I'll be back with you soon with some other videos here for the NFL weekend. Peace out.